Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is for awakening souls, developing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. Today is episode number 31, and we're going to find out what's up with your chakras, daily life, and your energy centers. Well, most everyone knows that everything in this world is energy and that your body is no different. It's a complex energy system. Since everything we ever experience in life is also energy, as we've talked about many times, wouldn't you think that we would have learned about energy, use of energy, energy systems, and energy management starting in grade school? Unfortunately for most of us, we didn't and still don't. Not in most grade schools, although there are some, high schools or college or medical schools. Most likely, you've all at least heard of the Sanskrit word chakras. It generally means something like wheels or wheel, like the wheels of a chariot. We use this word to identify the seven major energy awareness centers in the energy system we call our body. We use an ancient Sanskrit word since there isn't a comparable word for these energy centers in the English language other than, quote-unquote, energy centers. (laughs) Not very creative. Whoever came up with the term in Sanskrit had to be a seer or clairvoyant, since you can only see these energy centers or chakras clairvoyantly with your inner third eye. And why call them chariot wheels? Because to a clairvoyant, the various chakras look energy like the spinning wheels of a chariot. Funny thing, it also reminds me of some of those fancy uh, spinning wheels that you see on cars sometimes, the, the very, very expensive ones. The study of these chakras are just beginning, are just the beginning of learning about the complex energy centers, energy system that is our body. The study of chakras in our bodily energy systems haven't even made it into medical schools yet, as I said. If the study of anatomy and physiology is essential to the practice of medicine and having better health and longevity, wouldn't the underlying energy system that animates, operates, and sustains those basic physiological systems of the body be even more important to understand and care for? In fact, unlike the current practice of medicine, learning about the chakras and the energy systems of the body involves every aspect of life from the highest spiritual awareness to the psychic, mental, psychological, emotional, physiological, genetic, ecological, and others. I'm sure that all education will eventually have to incorporate the understanding of the chakras and energy systems for humanity to evolve further. So, what's up with your chakras? Do you know? 
What part do these chakras play in your daily life? How do you take care of them daily for your health, well-being, success, vitality, finances, intelligence, awareness, relationships, abilities, creativities, and pretty much anything else you might be interested in? I'm pumping my chakras. (laughs) (laughs) Do they need something like an oil change, like your car engine? Do you need to floss between them like your teeth? Can you take a vitamin to keep them healthy? Let's find out more today about what chakras really are, what they're for, how do you become more aware of them, what can you do to take care of them better, how do you use your chakras to enjoy a healthier, more fulfilling life? Michael, when did you first see a chakra or recognize what they were? Ah, well, that's kind of a... I, I have a very uh, fun memory. It's, it's a little bit funny. Um, I was, what, it was 1972, I think. I'm 19, I think, 19 years old. Boy, Which makes you older than dirt now. Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> and, and I'm in San Francisco. And I was on my search. I, I had already decided, oh, probably a year before, I wasn't going to pursue a career in medicine, even though I was a nurse by then already. But I decided to that I there was my path was something else. And I was looking around San Francisco, thinking that, you know, I'm gonna find it here. Whatever the answers, I'm gonna find it. And I just walked around, looked into places. And on one day, I'm walking down the streets of San Francisco, and I'm passing this used bookstore. And you know how they have those little giveaway tables? Except it wasn't giveaway. It was very cheap used books, paperbacks mostly. That's why they call them dump tables. Yeah, dump tables. Yeah, and there's a bunch of, you know, uh, different books lying around on this dump table, and it said, a dollar, any book. So I looked through, <laughs> there was this very cheesy paperback about a oh, quarter of an inch thick. It's not very, a little like a big pamphlet more, and generic, industrial typefaces. <laughs> Colors were bright, like a police uh, criminal scene tape yellow and black <laughs> so it was a very cheesy book but it said how to develop your psychic powers and there's no photograph or illustration on the front I just picked it up and I had by that point I had heard the term psychic but never really got into what does it really mean and it, but it just drew me to open it up, looked at the table contents and flipped through, and I thought, well, it's only a dollar. So I paid a dollar, bought it. Took it back to my apartment, and I'm reading through, and most of it was very, very <laughs> hokey pokey kind of a stuff. But there was this one exercise. Basically, it was a bunch of little exercises and um, that you can do for meditation to develop your psychic powers. And there was one on uh, developing clairvoyance. I think that was one of the first times I even heard that word or read that word. And it was about being able to see. 
And I, I thought, and well, obviously not with your physical eyes, but to see spiritually, to see energies. So then I got really excited and I thought, okay, somehow that makes a lot of sense because I've always seen stuff. And uh, it's just that I could never get communication with anybody when I was a little kid about their auras and I didn't know those words or anything. So I read this exercise and you're supposed to stare in, uh, darken the room uh, with a little bit of light and you're supposed to stare into this mirror. And um, the only mirror that I had that would work for this was in the bathroom shower, uh, bathroom. And it's a full length mirror, uh, ceiling to floor. And I'm standing in front of it and I assume the positions. <laughs> standing there looking into the mirror and it says, kind of look into your eyes, the reflections of your eyes in the mirror and just gaze at your eyes. And then soon uh, you'll start to see stuff and with your mind's eye. Okay, great. Well, I start doing it immediately. I start to see different past lives. Uh, I knew, oh, these were lifetimes I've already lived. And I didn't know how I knew that, but I knew that. And then as I was doing that, I got into it more and more. And then everything started to turn kind of black, dark. And and like the, it was just getting very uh, sparkly and dark at the same time. The next thing I know, I my attention goes to the base of my spine and this bright, like a, it felt like a rocket ship taking off and this light blasting from my tip of my spine, uh, tailbone, all the way up my spinal column. And I can see it coming up. And it's just like one of those firemen's uh, water hoses, you know, super pressurized, <sighs> coming up. And as it came to about my shoulder area and my spinal column, it opens up something in the base of my throat and it looked like this beautiful flower of light and just blossoming instantly and as it blossomed and it's this gold white bright light with little tiny specks of colors and everything and it just opens up like a big flower and and then the light shoots out through the middle of the flower, up into my head, through my brain, and then I look up with my mind's eye inside my head, and there's like a <laughs> hole on the top of my head, <laughs> about the size of a, oh, less than a, smaller than a quarter. There's this dark spot that the light shoots through, and it opens that up, and everything, it's just like I'm in this total limitless bliss for an instant and that was that I don't know how much longer later <laughs> it was I come to on the bathroom floor <laughs> I had completely gone out of the body passed out 
and the body was lying on the floor. So this is why it's good to have a teacher when you're learning this stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't don't uh, read these cheesy books on how to develop your psychic powers. <laughs> but that was for me the first time, and it wasn't until I didn't know the word chakra yet, because I don't think that book had anything that sophisticated. But later on, when I start to find out more and more about all of these things, I heard the term chakra, and I saw heard it described as like a lotus blossom or a spinning disc of light. And I thought, oh, that's what opened up. It looked like a big blossom, lotus blossom, opening up in the base of my throat for that energy, which later on I found out was called kundalini. And it's... Uh, uh, open up that my throat chakra we'll talk about more uh, later and opened it up and allowed the energy to go all the way through the top of my head which was the crown chakra and so that was the very beginning when I actually saw the uh, first of my chakras on a clairvoyant level when I first saw chakras was well not really saw but experienced my chakras was also in my very early 20s when I was with a, a boyfriend at the time reading the Alice Bailey theos- theosophical books and there's one that describes the chakras in great detail and as we read about each one I actually I didn't see them because I didn't know I could see but I ab- absolutely experienced physical sensations with each one and the one that affected me the most as we were reading from starting from the first chakra up to the seventh chakra was the heart chakra is I actually felt what I called later a heart opening and this chakra will often open up when you're having a heart opening experience and we'll talk about that very shortly well and what are these chakras um Many of you might have already heard, you know, there's there's seven major chakras that line up along the in front of your spinal column. And we'll get into more detail about it in the second segment. But right now, just to give you an idea, at the at the base of the spine, at the just above the tip of your tailbone, about a three quarters of an inch above the tip of your tailbone, is what we call the first chakra. For simplicity's sake, we just number chakras. And the chakras are the, the most major of the energy awareness centers in the energetic body. And so, so they go up from the first chakra at the base, and then the second chakra is kind of just below the navel area. Third chakra is in the solar plexus region. The fourth is in the center of the chest, the heart chakra, the fifth, the base of the throat, the sixth behind your forehead, and the seventh just sitting on top of the crown of your head. So we'll, when we come back from the break, we'll talk at length about what these chakras are, what they're for, and how you can start to use them more. And experience them as well. Yes. We're coming up on our first break. Um, I have an announcement, of course. Remember, in September, we'll, be, we'll have uh, seminar weekends in both Chicago, Illinois, and Ber- Burlington, Vermont. Make sure to check them out on the event section of our website, 
michaeltamora.com. That's Michael, T as in Tom, A-M as in Mary, U-R-A.com. In the events section, if you go to our website, you'll see uh, the listing on the top of the various areas of our website, and the event section is the one that has it. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue to explore what's up with your chakras, daily life, and your energy centers. We will be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, you're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're exploring what's up with your chakras, daily life, and your energy centers. And Michael was just going over where the chakras are in the body, and now we will talk about each one. Yes, and as we talk about the different chakras, if you want to kind of experience that, what you can do, if uh, be sure you're kind of sitting on a chair and have both feet on the floor. And just give yourselves a couple of deep breaths. And for those of you who've been uh, joining us for many of our radio shows, um, you already might know this, but you could just close your eyes and imagine sitting on a tree trunk. Just like you're sitting on your chair, you're sitting on a tree trunk. And this tree trunk is flat on top, so it's very comfortable. And 
when you imagine, you could imagine anything and anyhow you want. So you could just imagine the tree trunk being very comfortable for you to sit on. And imagine it very, very long. It goes all the way down through the earth into the very center of the earth. And imagine that the bottom of the tree trunk connecting in, anchoring in to the very center of the earth. This is what we call your grounding cord. And then the part of the tree trunk you're sitting on, imagine that it's completely permeable. Imagine it coming into your body a little bit to that place of the first chakra, about three-quarter of an inch uh, above the tip of your tailbone inside your body. And imagine the first chakra looking like a little spinning disk of energy about the size of a, oh, half a dollar piece. And if you... <laughs> if you remember... How have you ever were. seen that anymore? It's about twice the size of a quarter. <laughs> and then, so what would that be? About an inch, yeah. just over an inch in diameter. And so this tree trunk, the grounding cord, is connected in to that first chakra energy center, the chakra. And imagine... This grounding is completely conductive of energy, all kinds of energies. So if you imagine just letting go of anything that's just not serving you, that's not beneficial, you'll never get rid of your own energy, anything that's important to you. But when you let go, you'll start to let go of energies that don't belong to you, which even if it's not a bad energy, it doesn't serve you. It doesn't benefit you. In fact, it can start to affect you negatively. So the more you practice this, the more you start to be free of carrying around excess baggage of energy, all right, and other people's problems. Okay, so you're grounded. And again, you're grounding from the first chakra at the base of your spine. And this first chakra, why you're grounding from there, is this is the chakra that deals with self-preservation. Huh. But it also deals on a higher level, on a spiritual level, with your beingness, who you are on a more psychological level. So a chakra, just in general, a chakra is one of the major energy centers and it's lined up vertically along your spinal axis. And they sit a little bit in front of your actual spinal column. <clears throat> so then, uh, the first chakra dealing with self-preservation, that's where you want to be grounded from because in this world, there's a lot of survival, fear. You know, am I going to make it? Constantly, constantly. Everything in the world is, okay, we're going to make it. Am I all right? Uh, am I healthy, you know, on a body level? Uh, gee, who am I? I don't know. <laughs> all these confusion, doubts, fear, all these things are spinning around, flying around all over the place psychically. But if you're grounded, oh, that gives you a super advantage of being able to be more present. Plus, when you consciously create this grounding cord, 
with your imagination and ground yourself to this earth, you're making a statement. You're making a commitment to being more present as you, you as the spiritual you, who you are, beingness. And you're going, I'm here. And that has a lot to do with the first chakra too. It deals, the first chakra deals with ownership of the body, uh, health of the physical and structural aspect of the body, the bone structures. Safety of the body. Safety, yes. And the more grounded you are from this first chakra, self-preservation chakra, the more you're able to be. Huh. And, and you know, where uh, many of you have tried to relax more in, in your life, but sometimes if you're trying to relax, well, you get more agitated instead of more relaxed. To be more relaxed, you have to be, <clears throat> you have to give yourself much more permission and space to just be as you are. And that also has to do with your first chakra. So if you're grounded from the first chakra, it's easier for you to just be and then relax. Ah, you don't have to run around like a chicken with a head cut off. Because, you know, if you run around like a chicken with a head cut off, well, you're not going to be very effective or efficient or productive or anything. You just spin around and waste your energy and time. One of the questions I often got from beginning students over the years about the first chakra was, well, if I ground my first chakra and I settle it down, what what if an earthquake happens? What if the building catches fire? Well, this is the function of the first chakra is to help you survive or one of the functions. And so what happens, uh, and I saw this happen one time in a meditation class where I was teaching the basic tools, and I actually just had a student who raised his hand and said, I don't feel my chakras, I don't feel the earth energy, I don't feel anything. And then we had one of those ka-clunk, 5.2 earthquakes, it was down in L.A., it happens often. And it was a very quick thing, but it shot a lot of earth energy up. And since he was grounded and with his eyes closed and in this, and really in his center, he actually felt that energy come up and it opened up wide his first chakra and kind of hit his third chakra because that was the chakra we happened to be talking about at the time. And he opens his eyes real wide and says, I felt that third chakra that time. But the first chakra will tell you, you know, if it's something is so dangerous, you need to run, it will tell you, run. Or if, it, if the situation uh, on that lower chakra level of um, survival, it will tell you if it's okay or not. Yes. And like I said earlier, when you're grounded, it doesn't take away any of your own information. It just gets all the extraneous junk mail out of your system, so to speak, and the, the spam. <laughs> so you don't have to go, is this this or this that? I don't know what to do, like that. When a lot of times in a crisis situation, people get all spinning and wheeling. And with the grounding, it'll help you focus more and realize and be able to tune into what's the correct thing, what's the safe thing, what will help you actually survive instead of 
you know, uh, go, I don't know what to do. And then the building falls on you. <laughs> so, so it gets you more present and more of you is able to uh, use, utilize your creativity and capability and information. Now, so that's the first chakra, just in very overview general. There's a lot to it. Each of these major chakras actually has 12 sub-levels of information. And each of those 12 sub-levels have 12 sub-sub-levels of information. And so you can imagine that's a lot of different levels of information that each one of these seven chakras manage. Okay, so we'll get into that in later episodes and whatnot. But today, just to get you started in being aware, more aware of each of your energy centers has to do with energy and consciousness, energy and awareness and your creative abilities. Okay, the second chakra is just about an inch below your navel. So then, of course, you know, that's not an exact measurement. It's just around that area. And that's the vertical location. And it's inside the body, a little bit in front of your spinal column. And the second chakra, its main psychic uh, ability. So each chakra has more uh, uh, physiological type abilities, the the information to do on a mechanical and psychological level has all the way to spiritual. And it also is uh, uh, associated with your endocrine system as well. Yes, the endocrine system, the endocrine glands, the ductless glands in your physical anatomy. And uh, those are the physical, like um, maybe you can call it the connection point of the chakras. So the chakras start at the high end. It starts on a very, very, very spiritual level of very fine, high energy that has absolutely nothing to do with the body and this world. It only has to do with spirit. So in each of those 12 main levels of the major chakras, the highest uh, levels all have to do with those um uh, spirit levels of the top five. And then the next four uh, are, are filters. They just filter from the high energy coming down. They uh, transform it to uh, lower energies, to, to denser vibrations, slower vibrations, before it comes in to the, the most uh, body-based side of the chakra, which are the first uh, four, or actually first three. So those first three levels of the chakra, the first level of that chakra has to do with psychic abilities, psychic awareness. And, and so, so that's what we're uh, dealing with first and foremost. And then when, if you're still just imagine being grounded, you had the first chakra, see, be in the center of your head, this is very important to experience each of your chakras. It's best if you're in the center of your head, in that place of awareness and stillness, neutrality. Even if there's chaos going on in the world around you, ah, if you can be in the center of your head, you're going to find this neutrality and this stillness 
where you can use all of your inner abilities and be and function more as the immortal soul that you really are. So from the second, uh, from the uh, center of your head, as you look with your inner eye, look, put your attention just about an inch below your navel in front of the spinal column, there's the second chakra. And this chakra has to do with feeling, feeling energies, feeling subtle energies, feeling emotions uh, that, that both yourself as well as others are emoting. The third chakra is the uh, solar plexus area. There's an energy plexus, a network that comes out of your spinal column uh, just about, just below where your ribcage meets in the middle, in front, a little bit below that, and back in front of the uh, spinal column. That's the third chakra, and that has to do with energy distribution. How much of what kind of energy goes where? And we can get to more of that in later times. The fourth chakra is the heart center in the center of your chest. And this is behind the sternum. And that, the one that Raphael was talking about earlier, this is where you experience oneness, where you experience affinity. This is where your capacity to experience oneness is. And then the fifth chakra is in at the cleft of your throat. And this chakra is very uh, starting to be much more complex. And it really starts to uh, deal with all manners of communication, creative expression, so forth and so on. The sixth chakra behind your forehead is part of the third eye. And it sits a little bit behind your forehead, and that's the center of clairvoyance and abstract intuition. The seventh chakra, sitting right on top of your head, your crown chakra, is the center of intuitive knowingness. We're coming up on our second break today, so I have a little announcement, and then we will get back to talking more about this. Here's something very exciting and valuable for you to consider. Would you like to get beyond your doubts? Would you like to learn to follow your heart and use your intuition to live the miracle of your soul life? And while you're at it, wouldn't you like to be able to use your imagination and intuition to their fullest so you can navigate through your life's various challenges with grace? If so, join us for two life-transforming all-day experiential seminars in Chicago, Illinois this weekend, September 1st and 2nd. On Saturday the 1st, Michael will teach, when in doubt, follow your heart, how to use intuition to take your next step. And on Sunday, the 2nd of September, navigating life's challenges, using imagination and intuition to open new doors. Please tell your friends about it too. Check out our website events calendar for all the details and for other upcoming seminars and teleclasses at michaeltamora.com. When we return, we'll continue with what's up with your chakras, daily life, and your energy centers. See you in a couple minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We all experience grief and loss. It's not something most people like to talk about, but these topics do need to be discussed. On Let's Talk About Grief, host Addie Anderson speaks to both professionals and individuals about grief, death, and personal loss. You'll hear the important topics, the personal and professional outlooks, and learn how to prepare yourself and loved ones when the need arises. Listen Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. And welcome back to our show today. It's about what's up with your chakras, daily life, and your energy centers. So Michael just went over very briefly each of the chakras up and down the spine, the energy centers that every single person on earth has. And he spoke in some detail about the first chakra So we're going to move right up to uh, speaking in detail about the second chakra in each one, as our show time will allow. The second chakra is a really interesting one because it's a, it can be a little different for men and women. But one of my favorite aspects of the second chakra is it's like a radar. So for those of us that are extra sensitive, when, for instance, you walk into a building and you want to feel like you want to kind of get a feel for, is it safe or not? Let's say you walked into a, uh, what is known as a haunted house or something like that, or a, a building that isn't in really good condition. That second chakra will light up and, and start to give you intuitive information about whether you should actually be bringing that body into that house or that building or not. Or with, when you're around uh, new people and some people you feel really comfortable with and other people you feel, I don't know, uh, something's not quite right here. That kind of feeling you get. So the second chakra is the center of clear sentience, clear feeling. And this is what you use, just like Raphael said, to bounce off your energy of other energies. And from, you know, it doesn't have to be just people. It could be buildings. It could be streets. Is it safe? Is it comfortable? Uh, no, it, uh, I don't like this. And then like that. 
And then the third chakra is in the solar plexus region, and that's the chakra of energy distribution. It regulates and distributes throughout not just your physical body, but throughout your subtle bodies, throughout your entire energy system. Its job is to get, you know, what kind of energy goes where, how much of this energy goes where. And so it distributes the energy all over the place. And that's why it's in the center of your abdomen body area where all the main metabolic organs are. And then the adrenal glands are related to the third chakra. And so so the uh, everything from, you know, if you're running, you need more energy in your leg muscles and, and energy in your heart to pump more blood and so forth and so on. Whereas if you're just sitting in front of a computer, your energy distribution is going to be different. So everything on a physiological level, all the way, uh, including psychological uh, energy distribution, which has to do with what kind of role are you playing? Are you the boss at your job? Or do you come home and you're you're the uh, parent uh, of children? And, and then, But then when you're on vacation and the kids are in the babysitters, are you still stuck on being the parent and, and the boss? Or can you be yourself as a person needing to rest and recuperate? That is energy distribution as well. And energy distribution on a higher level, ah, this third chakra also deals with your out-of-body experience. And being out of the body, experiencing different aspects of what we call the astral, and bringing that information back in to the body when you come back, and being able to go, oh yeah, I was at grandma's house (laughs) out of the body, or I was on the seventh level of the astral out of the body doing this and this. The fourth chakra is the heart center. It's it's in the middle of your chest, behind your sternum, and that is called the heart center because it's the, well, it's right by the physical heart, but it, it's not uh, a lot to do with the physical heart, but it it's one that main function is that it has the capacity, our capacity to experience oneness, unity, instead of being divided. And so... The heart center is affected if you're hateful. You know, if you're angry, hateful, and you're blaming somebody, judging others, you become divided. The more divided you are, the less you'll be able to experience that incredible affinity, oneness in your heart center. So that heart center also acts a little bit like a barometer of, oh, if you're really at peace, that means you're, you're in affinity, you're experiencing unity, more wholeness rather than division. But if you're all conflicted and you're all anxious and, and you know, uh, you're not liking everything and, and having a lot of complaints, ah, your unity, your affinity is disrupted and your heart centers not being able to experience that oneness. Sometimes you can experience that oneness when you're falling in love with someone else 
that's sort of a lower level of experiencing the oneness. But a lot of times when that happens, both of the couple will have this and you'll have unbelievable communication and understanding without having to speak to one another just by being connected in that same oneness type of energy. Yes, the only thing about that, why Raphael is talking about, it's a little bit lower level of of affinity because it's being in oneness with someone outside of you, someone you consider to be out there is different than you. So then your oneness becomes, your experience of affinity becomes dependent upon the other person. And that's why if you stay there for a long time with another person, and let's say the person uh, decides, I don't want to be with you anymore, and leaves, or they die, or something like that, the person who's left is devastated because their experience of this total peace and oneness was dependent on someone they consider to be separate than themselves. At the higher level, when you start to experience that oneness with your own beingness, with spirit, with that which is is limitless, then you'll never lose that. And that doesn't mean you can't be in love with this person, that person. You can't love this person, that person, and many people. But you'll never lose that affinity, that peace, that joyousness, because it's synced with your true self, if you will. I had a oneness experience one time where um, I didn't know at the time, but somebody very, very close to me was about to die. And they were already in that connected with the oneness um, situation. But since we didn't know this person was going to die at the time, we weren't in touch with this person uh, in this period, let's say a few week period of time. But what I found my experience was is everything that was in my view, everything, even the even the blades of grass, the uh, the dog that I had, the person that the neighbor that came out. Um, those clouds in the sky, I was in love with everything. And that was my experience being, quote unquote, in love. But that's why it's called the love chakra a lot of times, because the experience of oneness brings that experience of connection to everything. To the all. And it's unconditional. That's when you can experience that real love, divine love, is when it's unconditional, it's not dependent upon this person and this person being happy or unhappy, this person being well or not, or the world being in a good place or anything like that. It's within. Now, the fifth chakra, the throat center. And if you're still grounded, I wanted to remind the listeners, if you're still grounded, ah, if you're not, if you forgot about it during the commercial breaks, just imagine being grounded again, because as you start to work with directly with your chakras, these are power centers. These are very powerful, creative uh, awareness energy centers. So you don't just, you know, mess around with them. You have to be grounded. You have to uh, relate to these chakras in a place of neutrality, stillness. And, and not try to control and make it the way you think it ought to be. No, you have to start to just meditate on it just for a short period. 
not for uh, you know half an hour at a time for each chakra or anything like that. Just a a minute or two on each chakra. We're going through this very quickly because you know this is just an overview and an introduction. But if you do this on your own, you can first ground yourself and find the center of your head. And if you know how to run the earth and cosmic energies, even do that, it's even better. And then, just from the center of your head, put your attention on each chakra, just for, you know, 30 seconds to maybe two minutes at the most, right? 30 seconds, one minute, that's enough. Just to get the sense of, oh yeah, when I tune into the first chakra, it's fundamentally different experience than if I tune into my fourth chakra. So then, now we're at the fifth chakra level. So the fifth chakra is at the cleft of the throat, and it's a very sophisticated chakra. It's got a lot of stuff going on, and on just even on the psychic level, the fifth chakra has to do with everything from telepathy. And telepathy itself has a couple of different kinds, broad, uh, what do you call broadband telepathy? <laughs> like the internet. It's It's got different bandwidths. So there's a telepathic ability in the fifth chakra that deals with telepathic communication with a whole group of people, you know, three or more people, uh, uh, to thousands of people. Orators use this, you know, politicians use this, TV personalities use this, actors. They all use, the better they can use this broadband telepathy of communicating with a whole group at once, the more effective they are. Now, there's another aspect of telepathy, which is, we call it narrowband telepathy, which is just between two people. And many of you have experienced that already many times, like, you know, you have a favorite sister, or you're with your mom, or with a favorite friend. It's, ah, you call them up and, and they go, I was just wanting you to call me, and things like that. And, or I was just thinking about you. And, or you say the same thing at the same time uh, in a conversation. And, and so that's, that's just a slight level of using your telepathy, but that's a good start. And, and then there's the... Uh, it's the communication. It's a communication. communication chakra. Chakra. There's clairaudience, being able to hear your spirit guides. And then, and then there's the communication uh, in relationship to pragmatic intuition, which is where... Or sense. Yeah, it's a sense of uh, you. It's a communication where you're. Let's say you pick up a uh, lemon and you go, "Oh, this lemon's a lemon." <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, this one's a really fresh and sweet or whatever. And you, that's using your intuition on this pragmatic level of knowing. Oh, when when the uh, your friend's gonna call? That's pragmatic intuition as well. Or you pick up the phone knowing it's your friend on the phone. The sixth chakra is is the behind the forehead, and that's the center of clairvoyance uh, on one level, of seeing, uh, seeing the aura, seeing sh- chakras, seeing energy, seeing energy, on all levels, and seeing spirit. And then the the 
other part of the clairvoyance or the sixth chakra is abstract intuition, which is the intuition on a, you know, you're solving a, let's say, real clear example is solving a math problem, a complicated math problem, and you skip steps. You're not doing long division. You already know. Uh, uh, after a couple of steps, you, you already know the answer, and the answer is correct. That's abstract intuition. People who have this really well are very are considered very gifted, actually, but yeah. everyone has this. And if you're like a detective, you know already, you go to the scene of the crime, oh, you already know who done it. But now you have to gather evidence <laughs> to prove it. Exactly. And then the seventh chakra at the top of your head, that's like the mother of all chakras, <laughs> the master chakra. It's, it's the chakra for intuitive knowingness. And intuitive knowingness is a comprehensive uh, knowingness. It's knowing the whole thing, knowing the whole story, knowing all the details, all at once. And a, you know, the the in a cartoon, there's that uh, light bulb going above the crown chakra. That's that's a symbol of intuitive knowing. I got it, Eureka! I know <laughs> what to do for the whole thing. So that's, and, and it also has to do with your transmediumship. Uh, that's a huge topic in itself. One of these days, we'll probably have an episode on that. But it's where you go completely beyond the body and, and total spirit knowingness and comprehension. So, uh, and, and channeling, uh, for those of you who are familiar with channeling, that's where it happens as well. So anyway, we're running out of time. Yes, so um, I wanted to talk a little bit before we uh, close up the show about the effects of chakras sometimes, uh, such as if you've ever been pulled over by a cop and you feel that slap in your third chakra. A lot of times uh, it's about power, and the third chakra is about energy and power, and you'll feel that police officers... Uh, energy in your third chakra because they're wanting to control you. Um, and that's just one little example of what happens uh, in experiencing those chakras in daily life. Well, we are at the coming to the end of our show, so be sure to join us again next Wednesday right here on Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll welcome back our Australian friend, multi-award winning filmmaker and author Bill Bennett as our special guest on our episode Living by Intuition, Going Deeper. Be sure to tell all your friends about our show and please share it on social media. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.